Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, welcome to Money in the Market. This is Imad Akhtar. This year's Jackson Hole Symposium, which brings together the leading central banking heads of the world, was held in the U.S. state of Wyoming. On Friday, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell called for more vigilance in the fight against inflation and warned that additional interest rate increases could be yet to come. Now, while acknowledging that progress has been made and saying the Fed will be careful in where it goes from here, the central bank leader said inflation is still above where policymakers feel comfortable. He also noted that the Fed will remain flexible as it contemplates further moves, but gave little indication that it's ready to start easing anytime soon. So what does this mean for markets and in the eyes of investors as we move into the final quarter of 2023? Well, joining me on the line to discuss this further is Tasia Sipahutar, Asia cross-asset reporter at Bloomberg News. Tasia, thanks for taking the time today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Now, first things first, Jerome Powell struck a rather hawkish tone at this year's symposium. He noted that while inflation has come down from its peak, it remains too high. He's prepared to raise interest rates further should the economy not cool down. How did markets react to this and how are they faring at the start of this week, having taken some time to digest the news? Yeah, if we talk about the start of this week um, mm. in relation to Powell's remarks, markets seem pretty happy, actually. Mm. He did uh, strike a hawkish tone, but he also said that the Fed would proceed carefully on whether to raise again. So that resulted in a positive sentiment early this morning. This morning, we saw stocks in Japan, South Korea and Australia open higher. And then also the dollar was uh weaken against all of its group of 10 counterparts, major counterparts. Mm. But then the, but then also markets uh, rose after China. So that's uh, another thing altogether. Uh, it was a measure of support from the Chinese government, but overall markets seem pretty happy with uh, what Powell said. Mm. Okay. Powell said 2% is and will remain the inflation target. Tasia, do you think this is achievable and in what time frame? So this is this is difficult because this is a debate that it is, has been going on for a while now. So the Fed itself set this formal inflation target of 2% in 2012. So that was 11 years ago. And as you and I can probably attest, so many things have happened in a span of 11 years, right? Sure. So now many experts have said that the 2% is no longer relevant, uh, including Mohammed El Arian, the chairman of Gramercy Fund. So now people are saying a target of 3 or 4% would be more realistic. It is difficult to say when the Fed can achieve the 2% because it also depends on so many factors in global. But maybe if they continue with 2%, uh, 2025 might be feasible. Mm. Not 2024 for sure. Mm. Mm. Bloomberg noted that the Fed's stance may also add to the pain of regional equities with the MSCI Asia-Pacific Index already on its way to posting the biggest monthly decline in almost a year. Is there a genuine cause for concern on this front? Uh, if we speak only today, today that concern did not come true because mm. of Powell's remarks, right? Uh, but the MSCI Asia-Pacific Index is still down for the month, and we only have, what, three more days until August is over. Mm. So it is still likely the regional index uh, would still post the biggest monthly decline in almost a year. It would take so much uh, a bigger catalyst to turn that around, to turn the losses into gains. So, yeah, the concern is still there, but not today. Mm. Mm. Now, the 10-year Treasury benchmark fell during the speech before rebounding closer to recent highs. How is it doing right now and what do you see its roadmap being looking forward? 
Uh, at the moment, they are steady, and then uh, the yields across dinner early this morning, they inch slightly higher, but have since come down. However, they still, uh, I mean, they remain elevated, and they are still near recent high. Uh, a lot of uh, experts that we talk to see further uh, further increases down the road because we still have data coming until uh, the Fed's decision on September 19 and 20. So the, uh, the road ahead is still uh, higher. Some analysts are also saying that in Asia, high-tech shares will be vulnerable should the U.S. bond yield rise toward 4.5%. They mentioned that companies that are involved with chips for PCs and smartphones, for instance, will be in a rather tough position. Is there a risk that this could happen and why? There is, there is. Uh, because generally speaking, technology companies, they are very sensitive to rising interest rates. Uh, many of them are valued uh, on projected profits delivered years into the future. So as yields rise, as interest rates rise, the, those profits, they will look less, uh, less valuable. So some key data will come out uh, in, the, in the next few weeks, and they have the potentials to keep the yields higher. At the moment, uh, the 10-year is at now is at 4.2%, so it's not very far from 4.5%. So the risk is there. It could happen. I mean, do you think this will impact the AI boom? It will, for sure, impact the AI boom, but I cannot tell at the moment uh, how much severe the impact will be. We will have to wait until uh, probably September 20 when the Fed uh, issues its uh, decision on the rates. Now, Jerome Powell also noted that at upcoming meetings, the Fed will assess its progress based on the totality of the data and the evolving outlook and risks. Are the comments consistent with expectations that the Fed will leave interest rates unchanged at the September 19th, 20th meeting with the possibility of a hike later in the year? Uh, they have continued to maintain that they are data dependent. Uh, yes, uh, that is correct. The expectation right now is for them to hold uh, this month. Also because uh, monetary policy works with a lag, right? So data like infl uh, inflation at the moment have shown signs of easing, even though the one thing that is uh, the core inflation remains sticky. But the Fed's meeting is still three weeks away, and we mm. have a bunch of data to come between this week and uh, until the Fed's decision. But if the Fed does see signs of inflation making a comeback, they can uh, maybe they can decide to skip uh, this meeting. But there is no, uh, th there will be nothing to prevent them from raising again later this year. Now, there's been a lot of focus on the consumer price index's headline inflation rate hitting 3% in June. But Fed officials appear to be sticking to their guns. Jerome Powell said in his Friday speech that the preferred inflation gauge remains the core personal consumption expenditure price index, which excludes food and energy. He added that food and energy prices are influenced by global factors that remain volatile, which can provide a misleading outlook on inflation. How does this impact the fight to rein in inflation? moving forward it could be difficult uh like we never expected to see the war in ukraine but that happened yeah. and that drove commodities prices higher so a lot of the uh, food and energy prices will depend on global factors yes that's correct uh we will see the uh, core pce deflator data so that's the uh, one of the key uh, measurement that is preferred by powell he likes this very much and then we will have that data come up on thursday at the moment the expectation uh will be at uh, 4.2% year on year. Mm. That is still way too high for the Fed. It's double uh, the Fed's target. So the fight uh, to rate inflation will continue. Uh, but even if they keep rates unchanged in September, like I said, they can still resume hiking if the data that we see uh, on Thursday starts climbing again.
Now, Tasia, before I let you go, what else should investors be looking out for in the next few weeks? We have so many things coming up, so it's uh, it's still an uh, action-packed week. So we have U.S. GDP data on Wednesday, and we will see how much uh, tightening uh, has done has, like has damaged the U.S. economy. Mm. So that will come out on Wednesday, and then also China manufacturing PMI on Thursday, and jobs data on Friday. Mm. Uh, and then don't forget, uh, Australian Central Bank will also have a new governor starting her job soon, and we will see whether. He she will keep uh, the monetary policy uh, tighter for longer also. And for sure, the U.S. inflation data and then the Fed's meeting on September 19 and 20. The decision itself will come on uh, September 20. Okay, plenty to look forward to then. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, Tasia. Thank you so much for your time and your insights. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. We've been speaking with Tasia Sipa-Hutar, Asia cross-asset reporter at Bloomberg News. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.